Welcome to the Comic Syndicate episode 328. I'm your host, Josiah Sat for the villain on Twitter at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. All right, this is going to be an extremely long show, guys, so let's hit it um, like we normally do, what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Episode 228, I entitled Hashtag Tide Pod Challenge. This week at For the Villain Stumbles Over, uh, obviously. What we spoke about 100 episodes ago then hits bullet points, deep dives, and rabbit holes, news, and updates. The Comic Syndicate Fantasy Football League 2018 then finally goes into Comic Talk, Comic News, A Quiet Place sequel, Star Wars Land News, Incredible 2 Numbers, Avengers 4, Captain Marvel, Marvel MCU News, DC, DC Extended Universe, Joker Casting, The Flash Movie Update, DC Universe, Swamp Thing, and WB, uh, Wally Coyote Chat, then finally rock some comic reviews, Marvel, Marvel Comics, Extermination, number one and number two, Ed Burson was the writer, Pepe Larraz was the artist, Marte Gracia was the colorist, uh, both books of the week along with X-Men Chatter. So uh, five days after that, I dropped in an episode of Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes. This one was episode 228.1, Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes, hashtag Nostalgic Movies. So five days after that, uh, this one, Nostalgic Movies this week at RG Flores and at For the Villain compile our list on which movies should we not have watched as kids growing up. Top horror movies in the 80s that we watched along with inappropriate movies that would now make you think twice letting your own kids watch. Gotta love the 80s. So if you guys are first-time listeners, I have a, several podcasts. The first one is going to be this one you're listening to now, The Comic Syndicate. This is very pop culture, very pop-centric based. Uh, the second one is going to be deep dives and rabbit holes. Those ones are fun to do, but just a lot of research that I have to put into each one. So that think of those ones as more of a water cooler talk. I find any particular topic about any subject really. And I do homework. I do research the fuck out of it. And I bring my own thoughts, ideas, opinions to the table and explain, you know, my personal experiences with said topic or subject. I have a deep dives banked up already. I'm going to see if uh, I'm going to need to record a two-parter. Those are very seldom two-parters, but I have one set up ready to go where I do need to break it up. Uh, it's I can probably put it out in one show and it can be an hour show 
or, or I can split them up. So I'm still deciding and debating on uh, how to run that one. Okay, since this one is going to be a long show, I'm going to work things out just a little bit, slightly out of order than what I normally do. Everything is going to make sense, but just hear me out, guys, please. Uh, I almost turned off the lights, closed closed up the shop, and locked away the show up for good a while back. And honestly, I did for a bit. So September 5th, 2022 was episode 313, entitled Intimidation Factors and Daymares. That was the last time I recorded before coming back again, July 30th, 2023. So 10 months, why the break? Well, episode 314, the break and the break explains it. But that's when my life and more importantly, my my dad's life took a turn at the time. So my dad was, this is going to be a long show. This is going to be a lot of context. But again, uh, my dad was supposed to undergo heart surgery um, last year. So a week prior to his procedure, he was at home and he had slipped on some ice that he didn't see on the floor. And he broke his ankle, uh, bone protruding out. <clears throat> so my mom and, and brother rushed him to the ER because of this. And because of the medication they had him on, they had him on, he was unable to, to get his heart surgery that he had scheduled. Um, the doctors wanted to fix his ankle first and reschedule the heart surgery to a later date until his heart and, and the medications had worn off a bit. <clears throat> And, and this made sense at the time. So how fucking gnarly do I want to get here? I'm kind of scared to tell this story. And if you're squirmish about details, I'm sorry. So the first hospital my dad was at was, oh my God. Okay, the first hospital my dad was at, um, they needed to put a catheter on him. So in him, I guess, geez. And in doing so, they... They put him in a lot of pain. The the doctors couldn't quite seem to get the catheter in him, hurting my pops. <clears throat> so now per my, my dad, what he told me specifically, his details, this is exactly what happened. Um, they, the doctors would try and each time forcing it more and more uh, each time they tried. Okay, so during this time, uh, any downtime I would have had, I, I never really did have, but any downtime I had, days off, uh, weekends, I, I was there checking up on my dad just to make sure he was okay and let him know that I was there for him. So I would take days off from the second job, the weekends I wasn't working. Um, I would take extended lunch breaks from the office just to make time to see him. So again, these these are my dad's accounts of what happened. So after attempting and failing with this catheter four times, the doctors finally gave up on this particular catheter and finally decided to go another route and, and use another type of catheter method. This time it was a more of a balloon. Um, I know what a catheter is. Um, if you guys don't, I hope you guys never uh, have to find out what a catheter is. <clears throat> and, and the second one they used was more of a balloon. Um, and I've never seen this. This was the first time I had heard of this particular thing. So anyways, um, the balloon took, um, but it didn't, didn't come up without any implications. 
So now my dad has met it up, fucked up, drugged the fuck up. And now every time I'm going to visit him, you can tell he's not himself. Um, and, and at times he was, he would tell me and my, my brothers and sisters, the siblings that the doctors here at this hospital are doing terrible and just treating him terrible. Uh, so speaking to the doctors now myself, you know, they they decided to send him to a med- medical care facility, <clears throat> not necessarily a hospital, but almost <clears throat> like a home uh, for, for the most part. Like, like that's what it was. Um, so he gets sent there and and they need him to heal up to get his heart surgery. Um, and now by this point, he he now has a groin infection. <clears throat> so now while we're visiting him here at this, this medical facility, uh, we're, we're, we're just all trying and the family trying to get him transferred out to a better hospital here at UCI, really at UCI, UCI was completely overcrowded at the time. So he had to get sent back to the original hospital again to ward off the groin infection that these assholes did in the first place. <clears throat> And we're still worried about his heart this whole time because by now it's been overdue by at least two weeks. And again, back to this shitty hospital and fuck it. Fuck Garden Grove Hospital. Um, I hate these motherfuckers. Like I, I, I despise these motherfuckers. It was during this time that I had, oh God, about my birthday. So the dates, times try to figure out and <clears throat> The last episode I had recorded was in late September. Um, by this time, October 17th last year, uh, all I wanted to do, the only thing I wanted to do, like I, I don't, I just know I never want to work on my birthday. That Like that's it. Sorry. And I don't celebrate really. Like, like I don't need a big thing. I love being with people and friends and family, but like celebrating is not something I do. So my birthday last year, I, all I want to do is see my pops <clears throat> and, and talk to him. So I requested off from both jobs. And again, I just want to see my dad and I want to talk to him and I just want to hang out with my pops. And that was the day as soon as I walked in, my dad asked me, mijo, what day is it? It's Monday, dad. No, the date. It's October 17th, dad. And then you see him think, and you see his eyes light up, and he says, happy birthday, mijo. Thanks, dad. Um, And so we hung up, and I'm telling him about sports, talking to him about sports, whomever team won the World Series that year, last year, or how football teams were doing at the time. And I swore I have no recollection of any of those teams now. But I was just talking to him and asking him how he's doing and how he's feeling, just checking up on my pops. And he'd always kind of brush it off like, there's a little bit of discomfort, but I'm good. It's just these doctors are really mean. I'm sorry, Dad, I'll talk to them. And the trippy thing is, every time I would walk into the room, you can tell he was in pain. And before I leave for the day, this visit, he's like, Josias, yeah, dad, always keep the family together. From there, um, thank goodness, a few days later, he finally gets transferred to UCI. <clears throat> and once I find out he's there, of course, I start 
heading there now on, on my downtime. I live in Lake Forest. Um, it's not far off, but it is a drive and lunch hour traffic to get from my house to Orange. It's, it's not the most funnest drive. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, I, it's, it's not, I'm not far off is what I'm trying to say. Um, so I start visiting him there and I believe as soon as he got transferred, I, I, I think I was one of the first ones there to go visit my dad. And when I do, the doctors there tell me how long has he been like that? And I'm like about a month, three weeks, but he says he's fine. Then they tell me, no, his infection is almost gangrene. And I'm like, the fuck? And then I tell them what my dad told me about the catheter situation at the prior hospital, this piece of shit fucking hospital, Garden Grove Hospital. And both doctors look at each other without saying anything like, the fuck? And then they tell me they should know better than that. After the first failed attempt, they should have found another alternative method. Yeah, no fucking shit, doctors. Um, so how soon is or when can we go through with this heart procedure? Yeah, we can't do that. His infection is bad and can spread. We need to work on that before before we can work on his heart at all. Okay, so let's do that. So go to visit my pop still. Same thing, same routine with him. Hey, pops, how you doing? I'm in a little bit of pain, but I'm good. But my ankle really hurts. And like that, when he says that, my eyes light up and I kind of pulled the blanket up to see. And I, we, the family, we all totally forgot about his fucking broken ankle. And that's the initial fucking reason he went to the hospital for in the first place. And his fucking, hey, dude, his ankle was never fucking fixed, dude. So we're worried about his heart. Uh, he's got this infection, this groin infection, and we fucking forgot about his fucking ankle, dude. Um, and it was just such a fucking clusterfuck. Um, my poor dad, dude, um, the infection just got worse and we were all t the family talking to, to specialists, um, can't do anything with his heart. His infection is the worst kind of worse. So the medication we have him on to, to help out. It's countering any medication we could give him for his heart. Um, and yeah, the doctor told us I need to take care of this infection before I do anything. And it was terrible. And the rest of the details, I, I'm not going to go in. Like there's still so much that went on. Um, just fucking wow. It was scary as fuck and, and so horrific and even, uh, legit gruesome to hear what the doctor was doing and had to do to my dad and scary, scary and gruesome when I say those, uh, his health didn't get any better and, and I know I'm a fighter, but 
fuck, this dude should not have gone through what he went through and experienced. Um, all the while, and lying, lying to us, like, I'm just in a little bit of pain. And when you can really see how much pain he was in, just fucking, wow. Um, and then there were a lot of family conversations, a lot of bickering, a lot of arguments over my dad from there. Uh, different ideals, ideas, thoughts, opinions. It was scary. And I, I sound like a, sound like a terrible person and a piece of shit for saying it because I know it sounds pathetic, but going through this was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through and experience in my life. And it is pathetic because my dad was the one going through it. My dad passed away a year ago today, November 20th, 2022. I quit doing this. I took a break because I didn't know how to deal or to cope. Um, didn't know how. So I did the only thing that I knew how to do, and that was to throw myself into work. I told the second job, I need more hours. Did I need them? No. Uh, did I need to keep myself busy? Fuck yes. Let's amp up everything and not feel anything was how I coped. And it sounds terrible, kind of kind of saying it, but was I hurting anyone? Fuck no. Was I hurting myself? Definitely not. Uh, I was dealing with it the only way I knew how because I was heartbroken. Um, so the next day after he passed, I, I called out from the office and, and they knew what was going on with my dad and they gave me a lot of time and they sent their condolences. And I remember that first week just not being myself, like not focused at all. When I was home, nothing felt good. I'd just stare at the wall and not think about anything just trying to get through my days and, and then things would kick in and out of the blue, I'd, I'd cried like a fucking baby, not sobbing, sobbing, but fucking, but tears straight up. And that's it. I, I quit doing this for 10 months. I, I stopped listening to music. I stopped reading. I stopped writing. I stopped being creative. I just didn't want to do anything. That made me feel anything. Uh, I love music and I stopped playing or picking up a guitar. I stopped actively seeking out and playing any music, songs, or albums that I love. Things that probably would have helped me out in, in a weird way. I, I just kind of shunned it all away. Uh, I barely started listening to music again about three months ago and letting myself finally feel again um i knew i knew my my dad would have been pissed off at me like why would you quit doing something you love you know and um like i felt i was disappointing him and and i had to kick myself in the ass and get back to it and that was episode 314 the break and the break and that was it. And I need it. And, and I needed it. And not to be able to go to conventions again. 
to meet cool people, to experience these cool things, to interview artists, writers, actors, actresses, none of that. I needed my fucking outlet again. Um, this therapy session, something that makes me feel good as much work as it is and something that hopefully you all listening can appreciate as well. Like I, I, I don't mind being vulnerable at all, ever. Like I don't mind talking about my feelings or my emotions and I have no shame in saying, yeah, I fucking cry. I just want you guys all to know too that it is okay. Um, I didn't know how I was going to be today. Um, I requested off both jobs because I didn't know how I was going to be. I didn't know if I was going to be sad. I didn't know if I was going to be in very fuck the world mode. I didn't know <clears throat> if I was going to be sad. Or... I'm still fucking heartbroken. <clears throat> but I wanted you guys to know what was going on and why I took the break. And, and I mentioned on episode 314 when I came back, there's a lot of gnarly shit that we went through. Um, and that was the break I needed, I, I guess, too. And again, probably wasn't the best way to go about things, but I was not hurting myself. I was not hurting other people. I was just kind of mentally checked out and on autopilot working and working as much as I do and did and sadly still do. Um, I am a fucking workaholic, sadly. But I love doing this. <clears throat> this is going to be a long fucking show. Um, and I'm back. And it's good to be back. And um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to continue on uh, and go through some shout outs. And I'm going to talk about my second job at Red Robin again real quick. And I'm going to talk about one of the cool managers that no longer works there uh, anymore, unfortunately. Last Tuesday was his last day. No, I want to say Monday, but um, Humberto Suarez. Uh, Humberto was the first person I met and that interviewed me uh, and essentially hired me for Expo. So um, the dude putting all the food together, training up everything, making sure they get set to the to, to the proper tables is what, what it what it was essentially. And I was a runner. I was the dude taking you your food as well. And um, yeah, starting. Starting this first job, I never wanted to like anyone. Like, I know it's, yeah, like, yes, I know that sounds terrible, but hear me out. My goal was to be tunnel vision. Like, get in, keep my head to the grind, and get the fuck out. Plain and simple. I told myself, don't talk to anyone, and don't start liking anyone. <laughs> go in, kick ass, and go home. Like, that's it. That was the mentality. And then something changed, and I started talking to everyone. The youngsters, the managers, and I started to get to know everyone. And I started liking everyone. Um, befriending these people. These people. That sounds so bad. Um, they'd start inviting me out after work, and little by little, they kind of broke me. I legit started liking these cats. A group of them. Um, yeah, just very cool. The age bracket there is about 19 to 43. Todd's the oldest one there, and I don't know how old Todd is. 
I don't want to say 60. That sounds so bad. Sorry, Todd. I know you don't listen, but um, back to Birdo, though. He, he's finally leaving or has left us now for better pastures, better job, better life, whatever he wants to do. Whatever that means in his life is up to him. I just wish him the best. Uh, now, here's the kicker to the story. Uh, little by little, people are finding out about the, the podcast. Like, you have a podcast? How come you never told me? Um, plural, podcast, podcast. Um, I don't ever want to sound, look at me, look at me. Um, I don't want to ever sound pretentious. I don't ever want to sound like it's a big fucking deal. Um, I mean, it kind of is, but it isn't. Like the numbers, the downloads, everything I've, I've had and everything I've gotten to see and experience and do is great. And I love it. And the people I've got to meet, like that's the kicker of this show is you guys, the listeners, the way you guys hit me up, the way you guys explain your lives to me, your experiences to me. It's probably one of the best things about the show. And again, so Birdo happens to find out, and I think Bridget found out uh, that weekend prior. Um, so I'm, I'm sure she told, she told Birdo and, um, yeah, um, his last day there, I, I go to give him some love and, and still, he still had a few hours to go. So I went back to the office to go visit them. And as I'm walking back down the hallway to get to the kitchen, he says something, you better talk to me. <laughs> You better, what was it, Birdo? You better talk about me on your podcast or you can talk about me on your podcast now. Something to the, to that effect. And, and yeah, I'm like, you know what? Fuck yeah, dude. Um, I'm sorry. This shout out in particular is on a downer show note because of the story I just told. I literally recorded last week's show that day you had mentioned it, um, or else I would have that show last week. It was already in the books. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that, um, I just want you to know, dude, that, that I appreciate you, Birdo. Uh, I wish you the best again on wherever life takes you next, dude. You were awesome. You were kick-ass. You would help out when we were in fucking in trouble, dude. Um, you were legit. Look, I don't know you personally, personally, but working with you was, was a legit pleasure, dude. And, um, I, I respect the fuck out of you, dude. So, uh, I hope you're well again, man, uh, best wishes and best luck. And I have your number and, um, uh, I guess you want to start a podcast, right? <laughs> you have my number, dude. Any questions you have, um, I will be more than happy to point you in the right direction, dude. So, um, Next one, shout out is going to be my buddy Quote Castillo. And this is an old one, and I fucking always forget to fucking add you, Quote. I'm sorry. I know you listen. Um, I think he had posted, geez, maybe a month, two months ago, and I again feel so bad. Quote messaged me like, if you and your podcast are ever out in Riverside or Corona, wherever you're living, I'm sorry again, Quote. Um, come over and, and visit me and give a shout out sometime. So, Quo, I love you. I missed you. I missed you still. Um, I got to make time to see you, dude. Uh, last bits of shout-outs are going to be podcasts of my friends, people that I do listen to, uh, the Weird Street podcast with Jacob Medina and his wife, Eva. Thanks for the shout-out on your last show, by the way, Jacob. You guys rock, and I love you, dude. The next one's going to be the Oh No, Not Another One, hosted by Sarah Kitsinis and Derek Krentz. Uh, they are a good topical pop culture uh, podcasts feel free to give them a listen like and subscribe 
Uh, last one is going to be a comic book proper podcast, uh, reviews, straight up reviews. And this is the only comic book show I listen to. The Comics and Tortillas podcast with my boy Adam Garza, Hector Cornejo, and Ben Davis. Uh, so I never go this long in the intro portion and with good reason. Uh, listen, find these shows, give them some support. And if you come across them anywhere on their social medias, let them know. I came across you through Josias. Like, just let them know. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, end of the year show, movies, shows, books, best of the year. Uh, show is, is right around the fucking corner. Like, this is the last quarter of the year. And I'm going to ask you guys and listeners, the audience, what are yours? If you guys have any, I'm already compiling my list and I've been working on those, uh, books, proper books, um, book of the year, single title of the year, uh, games of the year, movie of the year, shows of the year, streaming. So all that documentary of the year, shit like that. Um, and it's my personal list. So yeah, if you guys want to share, please do. And last part is going to be the question of the week portion. Who is your hero, your superhero in life? Someone you can look up to, talk to, laugh with, cry with, be completely vulnerable with. Uh, who is someone you aspire to be? Who is someone that won't ever judge you? And that's my question of the week. Give me a few and I'll be right back with some comic talk. Hey, this is, hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrett, the artist of Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michelle, and we're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and we're having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, and uh, you're listening to me live on Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. Comic, Comic Talk. All right, let's hit some comic talk. Let's we got some comic news. Um, report Marvel Studios to abandon Jonathan Majors King storyline. A new report suggests that Marvel might be dropping Jonathan Majors King the Conqueror as the main villain of the multiverse saga. Per Forbes, uh, okay, this one uh, he had some. So King the Conqueror from oh my gosh, Loki uh, from Quantum Mania. So the Ant Man and he was going to be the next big bad. Homeboy in his real life had some domestic issues with uh, not a spouse, I think an ex-girlfriend. She accused him of some shit. We don't know if it's true. If he did, he's an asshole and he's a piece of shit for doing anything to a woman. Um, but again, we don't know this. So now there's a rumor that Marvel was considering just dropping him. If this is the case, there are several rumors and reports that I've read um, from several sources saying... Galactus is a possibility, and the next one is Doctor Doom, which is kind of fucking cool. Um, would yeah, I mean, I love the fuck out of villains, anyways. So it would be cool to see that. All right, uh, next one's going to be former Marvel, Marvel writer Jason Aaron will create a darker version of a Superman villain. 
Jason Aaron will bring a new version of one of Superman's most infamous villains to his upcoming run of DC's action comics. I love that character, so very cool. Next one is going to be, what if season two gets a new trailer and holiday premiere date? I saw the trailer yesterday, actually, and this is going to drop on December 22nd, 2023. Uh, if you guys like the Marvel world, it's I like and enjoyed the what ifs so how do you guys feel about this have you guys seen the trailer if you guys haven't trailer is out next trailer i saw is madam webb's first trailer um it looks interesting <laughs> like i don't know if i would pay to go watch it look the marvels dropped this past weekend and i was up till 5 a.m Friday night, going into Saturday, just writing this and getting my thoughts down on Josiah said, you're going to be a wreck reading this shit. Um, but anyways, uh, that's my time. Um, I don't know. Okay, the Marvels, that goes back to the Marvels. I didn't watch the Marvels like I want to. It's not because I hate women and I'm a woman basher and that sounds terrible, but I just didn't have the time. Could have probably gone yesterday, but I was watching football and honestly, I was still getting the last of the show together. That being said, I want to watch the Marvels. This one, I'll watch eventually, I guess, right? Report. Ooh, this one was interesting. Uh, we don't, More names have been dropped, by the way. Um, so Pedro Pascal was offered Reed Richards' role for the Fantastic Four reboot. That would be fucking dope. I love Pedro Pascal. So, yeah, as Reed Richards would, would be fucking cool. All right, that's all I got for comic news. Um, listen to the end of the show. Uh, I'm going to go through a few things. I have three reviews. Uh, three different, two different uh, title companies. First one, you know what? Let me start with the weird one fucking first. Image Comics, The Deviant, number one. James Tinian, the fourth, is the writer. Joshua Hickson is the artist. And Hassan Otsmain Iluhau is the letterer. And I know I butchered that name. This was a bit of a fucked up read. Um, a Santa during Christmas time murder. Every Christmas time, kids get massacred, and then we see this gentleman, his name is Michael, and as, as an adult now, shopping with his boyfriend and recollecting what he experienced as a kid, and just fucking gnarly because it deals with this murderer, and Michael is a writer, and he goes to interview whom the town, the town thinks and believes is the killer, and the Things he says to Michael is gnarly, and he's saying people think I also did things to those kids, but I didn't. I just took pictures of them, and I didn't even. So it's it's very weird. It's very dark. Um, I don't know if I'm on board, um, and, and I like weird and trippy. This one is very what the fuck, but it, it, the art was cool. It was a quick read, um, so that wasn't bad. It's just, and James Tinian is a good writer. It's just, yeah, it might be a little too dark uh, for my taste. Next two, I really enjoyed. The next one's going to be a Boom Studios title. This is called Slow Burn. Ollie Masters is the writer. Uh, Pierre Luigi Minotti is the, uh, does the illustrations of Alessandro. Santoro is the colorist. And again, I didn't realize until I, I 
wrote the reviews, Hassan Atzmain Elahu, <laughs> again butchered that, uh, is the letterer for this one as well. So this one starts off really gnarly already, and I think I dig the fuck out of this title already. The panels of this page uh, are the opening – is the, the title of the book. So S-L-O-W-B-U-R-N. And after the S, there is a panel. After the L, there is a panel. And it's just really interesting to see – uh, the the panels and sequences of what's going on. So again, as the title is going through, very movie-like. S, you see a car. Uh, you see the L, and then the panel next is, is a man in a car wreck. Uh, after the O, you see another panel right after that, a man smoking a cigarette. And then as the letters progress, you see what's happening. You see uh, a, a, a look of surprise, a bloody up guide in another panel. Another surprised look, a gunshot panel, uh, a hand laying on a frozen wake, wake, <laughs> lake, I'm sorry. Um, and, and this is where the comic now starts. Part one, Roxanne. And then we get more panels and pages of, of this woman consulting a, a son, I, like it might be her son. We still are unclear what, who it is. And then we see rails. And maybe just a quick rail, but it's a fucking rail. So when I say that, she does a line of fucking coke straight up. And it's like, what the fuck's going on already? So this story now jumps into the woman now driving a car with a shot up man in the passenger seat. And they're in an old town. Like this is a dilapidated place where she then starts tripping out on how fucked up this place is. And she's panicking now with every thought going through her head now, like panicking dudes bleeding out on her car. We don't necessarily know who he is yet. And as the story progresses, we do get to see who it is. So as she's freaking balls now, she does what she does best. And the homegirl decides to do another fucking rail to calm herself fucking down. Fucking weird. <clears throat> so she's tripping mad balls now and freaking out. Again, over her passenger. And we see her break into a home now, trying to steal medical supplies to help out said dude. And as she goes in, there's a woman of the house, walks out, sneaks up behind her with a golf club to try to stop her. It's odd, but there's also an older man with the woman of the house that stops her. Um, but the druggy broad, can I say druggy broad nowadays? <laughs> Anyways, this druggy broad pulls out her gun and threatens uh, both of the home dwellers now. So now druggy broad has tied the woman of the home up while the old man tends to the shot up person. Um, and it's interesting how the story now jumps in time. And when it does jump to, to past past tense, the, the shadows and darker colored, colored panels, sequences – are varying color styles and you can tell and it's just nice to to see that uh, visually and it goes into the full-on story now breaking down each initial panel and title breakdown which is pretty fucking nuts okay so it's a fucking heist is what it is uh we find out a lot of things about a lot of characters but so girl's dad druggy broad is the head guy luke's dad was the man that used to be the muscle of the group. Um, she wanted to intercept and hustle the hustle, this heist to help Luke out and Luke's dad. 
um, so they can make enough money to finally leave this fucking bullshit for good. Luke, her boyfriend, at the time, I'm assuming, Luke's simple idea was, fuck it, let's just grab my dad and bail and get the fuck away. Like, let's get clean. Let's both get jobs. Like, as long as I have you both and and we're safe, fuck it. Like, that's all we need. And we see the alternative and the heist and what went wrong if they would have only gone Luke Sprout. Um, this one was the first issue. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good, strong title. Uh, it, it was. It felt like a movie almost, so I really enjoyed it. And yeah. All right. Let's see. Final review is going to be another Image Comics title. This one I'm enjoying. It's Fish Flies number three. Jeff Lemire is the writer and the artist. Steve Wands is the letterist and designs. Francis Fox starts off. So Francis Fox is the little girl from uh, the last two reviews of this one I did about a month ago. Starts off with a search team of sorts, a few farmers and their dogs going through farmlands, the farmlands of this town. Then jumps to the mom of the kid that got shot, issue number one, at the hospital, where the sheriff, Danny is the name of the sheriff, wants to ask her some questions. And we find out that um, the doctors had to induce a coma to keep this kid alive. So then they jump outside. Helen's her name, the mom. She's like, "Can I need some fresh air. Sure, let's go out. So they go out and talk outside. And she's the one that starts a conversation now asking the sheriff if, if he's found um, the killer yet. Or the, the assailant, I guess, is the best way to put it. We find out that he's not here necessarily for that particular reason to give her uh, information about about the shooter. But more just to check up on her. And we get this odd and fucked up fact of life situation. And and this is the dialogue that goes on. Helen says, it's okay. I know what people in this town say about me. That I'm half crazy and believe in all kinds of nonsense. I know they laugh at me behind my back. Trust me, I'm used to it. My skin is pretty thick at this point. It's, it's embarrassed Paul though. Paul's her kid. Kids used to tease him about me. And this is where the sh- sheriff simply responds. Aren't all kids embarrassed by their parents? Um, and the dialogue continues and it's just sound and it's a grounded conversation with Helen making him aware of how she feels in a really hard and fucked up way though. She asks, do you have any kids, Danny? Me? No. My wife and I tried. We wanted them, but it never happened for us. Guess it wasn't meant to be. Helen says, well, you should be thankful. At least you never have to know what it's like to lose one. Uh, Then jumps to Francis now getting home from school after a terrible day. And that just keeps getting worse and worse for this little girl. Um, It's fucked up. Like Jeff Lemire, his writing and art is very fucking humanizing and i love it and it's beautiful and it's fucked up like sad sad fucked up um but but it's a good read um and we see the dad start belittling her um yelling at her and smacking her and it's interesting so by this point Danny now is making his rounds. He gets information that uh, we have 
the dogs flipping out on on the farmland that happens to be um the house of of uh homegirl i'm sorry <laughs> of francis and um and her dad their farmland so the now the sheriff's there danny and the man hate each other like apparently the title gives you the story gives you enough background where the mother of francis was also being and was beaten by the dad and the sheriff danny even makes comment of it like i don't want to fuck with you today i just need to check your fucking farmland um and yeah just the interaction they have he's like why is it, is it going to be the same like last time the dad saying that and danny's saying if your wife would have pressed charges i would have fucking nailed you motherfucker like so just that context yeah sheriff is given word to check the property uh, not inside but just the farm and this particular area warehouse where uh francis's new friend is and as soon as the sheriff shows up francis freaks out and she goes to this this warehouse in this barn and um she tells fuck i don't even know the fish fly dude uh, the, the monster thing. I, I don't know what to call it. The fly. And, um, she's like, you have to go. Like, the, the cops are here. I don't want anything to happen to you. And this thing creature looks at her like, what do you want from me? And then she picks up the rock, a, a rock, and throws it like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not your friend anymore. You have to leave. I don't want you. We were never friends. And the look on this creature's face, sad, sadness, like, and then the way, again, Jeff Lemire draws sadness and heartbreak, you can tell and you can see it. And, um, this, this fish fly goes away. And I guess even before that, this creature looks at Francis, like, what happened to your fucking face? Like you're, you're, you're bruised up. And weird and you know like the this creature is able to tell she's hurt she's been beaten and it wants to help her anyways the fly takes off after getting belittled and berated and getting rocks thrown at him and later on that night dad's fucking going to grab another beer and the the creature comes back and starts putting a beating on the dad and it's fucked up like again so fucked up um and then she poor francis she says something like you came back no one ever comes back and just very heartfelt very humanizing uh we've all been kids you know so to feel alone fucking sucks um and then to have this this creature now befriend her and back her up even like gets in a fight with the dad fucks up the dad um because he cares about the little girl it is interesting so that was issue number three uh that is all i got for this week <sighs> all right um I will catch you guys next week. Peace out.
Who is your favorite hero, superhero, someone you can look up to, talk to, laugh with, cry with, be completely vulnerable with? Who is someone you aspire to be? Who is someone that won't ever judge you? Okay, where to start? I'm pretty sure you guys figured it out. Um, my dad was born on November 7th, 1941. My dad passed away last year on this day today, November 20th, 2022. My sister, Leabeth, recently had a baby, Johnny Alexander Vega. This kid initially, after doctor's visits, um, the time frame and the exact due date um, Leabeth was given was November 20th, 2022. Little Johnny was born three, three months premature. Little kid was fighting. Um, he barely got to go home. I want to say about two weeks ago now, um, every weekend I was there to see the kid and Leah best would even tell me like, Joe, you're the one that's been here the most out of everyone. Um, well, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's my nephew and, um, he had troubles, trouble breathing so troubles with his lungs, um, but he had trouble breathing and, and he was on an apparatus and he was in an incubator and little by little he got better. And I finally got to visit him proper at his home last Saturday, which was awesome and beautiful. Um, and, and I have, is that the first time I got to pick him up? No, I've, I've got to hold him prior, even at the hospital. Anyways, um, so got to see him at his home properly, and it was great to see him and hang out with him all day long. And of course, Johnny, the dad, and Leah, my sister. But um, it was great to to lay him, sit him in front of me, and fucking completely weird and bizarre too. Like he's looking above my head, he's looking and making faces to my right and to my left. Um, and I don't know what it was. Like I felt, I, I don't know. Um, I end up asking little Johnny, you can see grandpa, huh? And he's just happy, like looking. And I'm like, what are you looking at kid? Um, Yeah. My dad was the coolest, kindest, sweetest man anyone could have ever met. I wish more people could have got to meet my dad. Uh, all my friends, my old school friends, a lot of you have met my dad. And you know my dad. And, and you guys know my dad. I would have loved for my coworkers now here at the second job at Red Robin to have gotten to know my dad too. Like he was that person, just genuine, good person. Um, he would give the shirt off his back to help out anyone. And he did. Um, I miss him. 
I love him. I look up to him still. I still try to, I still aspire to be like him. I want to do more. I, I am that guy, dude. Took everyone in. We had this land of misfit children and broken toys type of house. And my dad would always cook for my friends and, and my sister's friends. Everyone. everyone. He was that dude. Uh, good heart. Good man. Such a great storyteller. Oh, my God. Um, he was a stud. The things he used to do, the things he used to say. Dude was, again, such a great storyteller. He had such a great recollection of dates and times. He was big on sports. And I think I was the only kid that would actually talk to him about every sport. Um, Johnson was only into baseball. Not even baseball. Well, I'll I'll say baseball and, and football. All the kids. Well, not all the kids. Myself and... And Leabeth and and little Jakey are, are huge football guys, well, football guys, football people. And my dad paid attention to everything. So, anyways, um, he would pay attention to every sport, and I would just like love shooting the shit with shooting the shit with him. I miss hanging out with him. I miss sitting in his room, him on his recliner, and me just posted up on his bed, both of us watching sports and yelling at the TV on a bad play. And talking shit on players that fucked up a play. We got to hang out. And I was working a lot at the time. So there were times where, not going to lie, he'd be on his recliner. I'd be on his bed. And I'd slowly, little by little, slouch, creep down more and more. And he'd take a nap on his recliner. And I'd somehow fucking knock out too. And... We'd just be two old dudes knocked out, not watching sports. And those are the things that I miss, too. Um, yeah, he was my dad. Um, he, was, he was my friend. And then everything, everything harsh happened to him. I feel so bad that someone as good as he was had to go through so much pain when he finally went. He's the person. And again, this, this that whole thing last year with going through this was the hardest thing. I ever had to go through an experience in my life, bar none. And um, I just want to make the dude proud. Like, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about Jonathan, my older brother, and especially my dad. I work a lot. My dad worked a lot. And then my dad would even tell me, Mijo, why do you work so much? And I'd just look at him like, Dad, what kind of question is that? Like, you you out of everyone should know the answer to that. Um, I want to make the dude proud. Um, so episode 314, The Break and the Break, coming back. I wanted to 
do and change up a few things and change up a few things on the show. And little by little, they are getting revamped again, little by little. And I'm going to... Episode 314 was the first time I, I did the, I guess, call it cassette throwback, CD throwback, Easter egg. Um, Lynn, I believe, has vaguely mentioned it like it's the end of credits to a Marvel cinematic movie. Um, I always looked at it, and I guess that's a good way to look at it. The way I looked at it was, again, cassettes. Sometimes you let the tape play through after the last song, and you get a hidden fucking song. And that's one of the, the things I implemented in, in the show. So if you guys, when I say peace out... And you guys stopped the podcast since episode 314. There's probably just been maybe two shows where I haven't done that, done this, and talk to you guys. Final thoughts, closing thoughts. Um, it's more like let's close out the show and peace out. So that's the show. And then you, I guess that this is the Easter egg. This is the hidden song. And I don't know if you guys like it or appreciate it appreciate it or even know about it or, or have even caught on to it um i wish more people would have met my dad such a good dude and again when it comes down to it i just want to make him proud and even though i took a break i i finally felt bad like dad would be disappointed in you dude and I never want to disappoint that guy ever so this is my love letter to my dad um, I, I love you dad and I miss you I'll see you I'll see you again pops but not, not for a long time cause yeah alright thank you guys for listening uh, you guys all rock Subscribe to podcasts anywhere you guys can find podcasts. Like, subscribe anywhere. That's it. I will catch you guys next week. Peace out.